Remember to check us out through TuneIn Radio, OO Tunes, excellent apps in which you can follow Kelly and Company. If you have to scoot out, just simply download one of those apps to your smart device and do a search for AMI Audio and take us with you. We're here weekdays from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern with a repeat at 10 p.m. Eastern time so you don't have to miss the show in case you have to go out. OO Tunes, TuneIn Radio, awesome apps. Of course, you can sit at your desk if you're working there or just fiddling around and prefer to listen this way right from AMI.ca where you can stream AMI-audio. That's at AMI.ca. Ramya Muthan, Kelly McDonald, host of the program. Here we go. On Thursdays, we love to talk either audio entertainment or a little bit of tech with Mike Fair. And today, we're not quite plunging headlong into holiday fun mode. We're actually taking it a bit more seriously because, Michael, you thought it'd be a good idea to give us a crash course in the security and privacy realm of iOS. Um, And this is important because people need to know what they can do to protect their sensitive information. And there's lots out there. Some of it is, you might think of it as a given, but uh, there are a lot here that you're going to cover in the next little bit today and next time that will be good demonstration. So where can we find the settings to help us manage our security, Mike? Okay, so there's a few different places. Apple kind of scatters these a little bit. Uh, The first setting is the very first area in settings after the search you find uh, called Apple ID. It it has, once you've set up, it'll have your name, and then it'll also say manage Apple ID. And that's where you deal with that side of things. Anything between you and Apple uh, is there. And you can manage payment. You can manage all kinds of things in there. Uh, Another one is in the display and brightness area. There's an auto lock setting. And that is, uh, I usually have it disabled. I have that to never. But you can say, I want this phone to lock automatically in two minutes if I don't do anything. And it will do that. And that might be helpful when you're traveling so that it's not left unlocked, unbeknownst to you. Um, Another one is voiceover. If you're using voiceover and you're blind, you might not want people looking over your shoulder and you don't know that they're seeing what you're doing. Well, there's a default, it defaults to on. It's a setting called screen curtain. And you can turn that on and, on and off when you need to with a three-finger triple tap. And uh, that'll, that'll turn it on and off. And, uh, and you can uh, basically do that and, and uh, you know, show people when you need to or not. Uh, ID and passcode. This could be touch ID or face ID and passcode. Uh, this lets you control that aspect of your security. So uh, that lets you into your iPhone. It kind of is a, is a lock on your device. Uh, so that, that's uh, what that's for. It's separate from Apple ID. Uh, screen time. If you're a parent, you might want to block certain activities from your kids on your kids' iPhones, uh, maybe restrict them from doing things. That's, there's a lot of settings to do with that in screen time, uh, which is an interesting place for Apple to stick those. And, and the other real big key area is called privacy and security. And that has so much in it that we'll be dealing with most of that next week. But those are the places where you go to, to really dig in and manage what, you know, what information apps can deal with and have access to, uh, and uh, things like your microphone, your camera, uh, different databases like your contacts. So a lot of control in that area in privacy and security. So hopefully that'll give people an idea of where to look. Awesome. That's really amazing, Mike, and so much there to to work with and so many of those little things that we, we do uh, swear by, uh, screen curtains and things like that when you're maybe in a little more of a public place. So why is it so important that we remember our Apple ID and password? 
Well, that is your basic proof to Apple that you're you. So, and that has to do with the website. It has to do with anything you bought from Apple, all your purchases, your iCloud information. Uh, all of that is not tied to that specific phone that you're carrying or your iPad. That's tied to your Apple ID. So if for some reason your phone gets destroyed or stolen or whatever, you could get a new device and actually log in using your Apple ID and password and recover your information, get it onto your new phone. Uh, and, and as long as it's been backed up and you'll have it all there. So I have, I've done that many times now over the years and I've never lost contact information. I've never lost uh, access to purchases. And that's why, because I can prove to Apple that I'm me because I've never forgotten my Apple ID and password. So those are, it's very, very key to remember. They're the keys to your digital kingdom. Everything mm -hmm. you've invested in with Apple is tied into that. And we've definitely heard the horror stories, some media coverage as well, and, and legal uh, issues where people wanted to get access. But really, like if you're A, not the owner of your device, and B, if you forgot your own stuff, then it can be a bit of a problem for you. How can we regain access to our stuff if we forget our password, Mike? Yes, there, is a, there are a few different ways. Uh, one of the ways is a verification code. The e that's the easiest, most common way. Apple will send a verification code to a trusted number or device. So a trusted phone number, you can have it either do it by text message or do it by voice. And then the idea is you'd hear the code and then uh, your phone, if you have it, would announce the code. Uh, or if, it's a, a vo if you've chosen voice, then, of course, you'd get it that way. And then you'd type it in. And when, it, when you're asked for that verification code, and that would prove that you were you. So you do have to memorize it. It's going to be a six-digit code, and you put it in, and then that gives, that gives you control again. Uh, another thing is a recovery code, uh, a recovery contact. What that does is it say, I don't want to have to deal with Apple, but I, I want to deal with this trusted person. Could be a parent, could be a guardian, a friend, and let's say, oh, I've forgotten my Apple ID and password. Well, you could uh, contact your friend to get a code, that, and, and your friend could get this code that then they can tell you. And the only use for that code is to give you access to prove that you're you and get you back into your account. And uh, it only works once. So you know that that's another method that you could really? easily get access. Yeah, it only works uh, once. Another, okay. Yeah, and and another thing that works more than once is a recovery key. This is puts all the onus on you. You get a 28-character set of letters and numbers, and you had better do it precisely and remember them, copy them down precisely, because you're going to have to enter those to get access, and no one else can help you at all. Apple can do nothing for you if you can't do that or if you've lost the code. So I don't recommend that for most people. The recovery contact is a much better option, I think, for people with memory issues who might forget their uh, code, uh, password, and ID easily. So I would recommend going in that direction. Oh, boy. Uh, how do we manage, manage these choices for recovering our Apple ID when it comes to, uh, when it comes to the stuff that we're dealing with, Mike? Because some of that can be pretty daunting. Yes, you go into settings, then you go into the Apple ID and password area, which usually has your name on it. It'll be the very first item in settings. Then you go, uh, you flick right to get to password and security. 
And uh, when, once you're in there, that's where you can choose uh, to change your password for your Apple ID if you need to, and also use these recovery options. And, uh, and it's called rec account recovery. There's an, a button that you can double tap that will give you those options and, and let you set those up. Uh, and it also has things about a legacy uh, contact. If you should pass away, there's a way to let other people have easier access to at least some of your information. So there's all of that is, is in the, the account recovery and that whole section uh, of settings. So you should really give that a good thorough looking through. Okay, Mike. So these are all great tips, but you believe that we also need face and touch ID. I think it's pretty prominent that we're uh, heading that way with biometrics and a passcode too. So why is that? Well, that is because you have to, that, like that Apple ID is your proof to Apple that you're you, but you also need proof that you are the person holding your device. Otherwise, anyone could just pick up to your device. And if they do your Apple ID and password, they could do anything. This way, they can't. They need your face. They need your finger. Uh, and if they don't have those things uh, handy, and uh, th then you, you can't get in. So uh, you, you'll be blocked. Uh, eventually, you phone the lock, and you won't be able to unlock it again. So uh, that's you need. They're the locks on your device. That specific device. You can actually have a different passcode for each of your devices if you wanted to. Wow. Okay, so do we need to use a six-digit passcode? No, you, there actually is an option. If you flick past when when it tells you that you know you want to put in your when you set up your passcode, you flick a little farther and you get to uh, uh, your your passcode options, and uh, you can actually put in uh, you know a different uh, different number. You can use an al alphanumeric, uh, so letters and numbers if you prefer. You can use a four-digit, but a six-digit is just the default. So you can, there's a lot of choice there. Just please choose something that you will remember. It does no one good if you lock yourself out of your own device. No. So the, the nightmares are crazy. About that. Exactly. So be sure you do that. Think of something simple. You have to be able to get into your device. Uh, and so it's, it, you know, you don't think Fort Knox. It's much yeah. better for you to be able to get in. I think the real important part from this conversation for me is like that recovery right so uh, all of these different ways to protect your devices and your online identity absolutely but then also what happens if you can't find uh remember your credentials and that's why these recovery keys the recovery contact and the verification codes all these different methods um are pretty vital for you to understand so that you don't set everything up and then walk away and then come back and say, uh Oh, I'm locked out. Yeah. I, I really am a big, a big believer in now, um, in having that system that, you know, that may be a combination, the, the 28 digits you mentioned, for example, Mike, some, for example, something that has a, a methodology, you know, and understand so that, you know, maybe you use this kind of eight, 28 digit, but you know the last two or six, what your option might be, whether it's, I don't know, you know, uh, your yeah. pet names that you go through that you, you, you had your dog, you know, when you were six, your, your, your cat when you were 18. But you stick to that so yeah. that you know, um, what do they call it? A convention, a, a convention that you're using to, to help you yeah. with passwords. And, yeah, and have variants of that that you can just easily remember so that you can just set the code and and uh, remember it because you will be asked like eventually 
uh, if your face or touch ID doesn't work, maybe your hands are wet, maybe your, you know, your face is in the wrong kind of light and it won't recognize and it'll ask right. for that code. So the passcode is really the foundation. And then face and touch ID are kind of above that. And you can use that for different things. You need that to be able to use things like Apple Pay, things mm -hmm. where you really need security, at paying for apps, paying for different things. Instead of having to put in your password all the time, you can look or touch and it will just work. And you'll, you'll be able yeah. to get that app with a double click of a side button. And uh, so that's, that's the kind of thing where it just is really just you got to keep those, those pieces of information in your head. Uh, those are the, the keys to your kingdom with Apple stuff. And you definitely don't want to make it easy on yourself and others because that just means more compromise for all the things that you put into your devices and online. So I'm very curious about when we're going to get into the pass key situation because that's uh, a mist as well. But Michael, we got to yeah. let you go. So you'll be back with part two next week. Any last words you were going to say? Well, yeah, pass keys are just emerging now, but eventually yep. they're going to solve the I forgot my password to this place problem, and mm -hmm. I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, but uh, next week we'll definitely be diving into some more stuff, including the privacy and security area. There's lots to cover. Perfect. Thank you and looking forward to it. All righty. We'll see you next week. You can find all the features discussed in the settings on iOS, so uh, remember to go check that out on your iOS devices, your iPhones and such. And Michael Fair, as he said, will be back with part two next Thursday. It's amazing because we've talked about now you often don't know a person's phone number. You save it under their name in your, your, your phone. Yeah. So we're doing less working those digits, those security codes, those passwords, whatever it might be, combinations to a lock or whatever. Our mind doesn't get the exercise for that. So you see how needed so many of these things are to help us keep from locking ourselves out of what we consider life. <laughs> Coming up next in a moment, Fern Lalam highlights a report that actually reviews a survey of online access information provided by UK museums and cultural heritage sites. We'll talk to her in two minutes.